0: All right, welcome back, everybody. We're going to be talking
1: about The Gone Fishing Job today. I have Sally Kilpatrick back with me. Hello. So, uh, The Gone Fishing Job aired on July 25th, 2010. So, almost nine years ago exactly. It was directed by John Harrison, who he'll go on. This is his first episode to direct, but he directed four more episodes of Leverage after this. And the rest of his kind of IMDb profile profiler, all kind of creepy, scary things. Hmm. And I think he's done music videos as well. And Rebecca Kirsch is the credited writer for this episode. She also wrote the juror number six job oh. and she has a bunch of other episodes that she's written and that we'll get to soon. Okay. So, In this episode, while targeting a corrupt bill collector who's stealing money from people while impersonating the IRS, the team discovers where his true loyalties lie, and it means big stakes for two team members.
0: Indeed.
1: Also, I love that you're on the gone fishing job because I feel of all of my co-hosts, you're the one who most drops the G's at the end of words.
0: (laughs) This is probably true. So it's perfect. <laughs> that right. um and I am from the sticks, but I am not a part of any militia. So we're all clear. Good, good, good to know. <laughs> I
1: I was I was hoping it we wouldn't get to that part and you're like, well, this is how it really is in the militia. Well my <laughs> Uncle
0: Henry, no, no, we're not <laughs>
1: <laughs> I should have yeah, I mean I probably should have uh, made sure of that before we started recording, but I'm I'm relieved. So uh, we open up with a mom and her daughter who are doing homework together very sweetly, which is which not is how like I did how homework.
0: That's mom. not how it really looks, but we'll pretend it does.
1: <laughs> which just makes this next scene even worse because this very, is this not the creepiest man you've ever seen?
0: He was so creepy that I looked him up to see if I had seen him in the house and I haven't. I mean, I looked and he's not been in that many things, but super. I was like, what is your damage, dude? You
1: know. In the commentary, they said he had Hitler hair. And I was like, yeah, he kind of has I mean, Hitler hair. Well,
0: goodness, uh, like, his mustache, then we would have been, that might have been a bit on, on the nose or yeah. under the nose. As, as it may be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> no, his face looks like he's had weird plastic surgery. Like this man might be a sweetheart in real life. And I feel bad for it. But he just looks very scary and I don't like it. But he shows up on her door at night, like late at night, mm-hmm. telling her that he's the IRS without showing any, you know, sort of verification of this and is demanding all of her delinquent taxes like now. And she says, I'm, I'm on a payment plan and he, you know, I've got this all figured out with the, the bank and I'm paying it off. And he says, well, that plan's off and if you don't pay me now, I'm going to call the sheriff. We're going to put a lien on your house. We're going to lock you out. And this is all in front of her daughter, who's terrified. And he says he's going to do all of this if she doesn't give him her credit card. Which I'd
0: be like, you, you know, this would that be- normally I'm, I'm with them wherever they want to go. But I couldn't suspend my disbelief for that. I was like, girl, yeah. call the sheriff. I would have called the bluff.
1: Yeah, I would have called the police, but I mean, she was a woman by herself with her daughter. The strange man was in oh, her that's house. True, that's true. Um, and in the commentary, they say that Americans are very much like if there's someone in authority, if they say they're from the government, most people are like, "Okay, take my money," or like they'll capitulate. You know, they'll do what they say.
0: I like to argue that, but did do they? I'm, I'm, it just occurred to me, did they do an upshot, like kind of shooting him from below a little bit, too?
1: I think when she opens the door to him, it's kind of behind her and a little below. I thought that kind of added to the sinister. Hmm. I mean, anyway. Everything about him was sinister.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was getting that vibe too. I was like, no nah, uh uh-uh. no, thank you.
1: Stranger danger. Don't open that door. No, no. <laughs>
0: Stranger danger.
1: I'm like, pretend you are not home lady. Do not. Look in the people. Don't open the door. No. Did is that your Uber Eats? No, don't answer the don't answer the door.
0: You don't <laughs> there know was that. no Uber Eats in 2010. <laughs> See, so she never needed to open the door. That's right. She wasn't expecting somebody. She should not. Did she order a pizza? She would know if she did. So, no. <laughs> Here we go. Uh,
1: so, she uh, meets, meets up with Nate in the bar and tells him that the IRS never got her money and that her credit card was maxed out, which, of Surprise. course. Ugh. Uh, and now she's out of money, she's humiliated, and her kid is terrified. Which, yeah, oh. I would have a little... That little girl probably has some PTSD because of this. Yeah. And we also find out that she's been laid off. And that's why she's on this payment plan. She's like, I, you know, I was making ends meet, just barely. I was able to feed my daughter and I was paying off my taxes. But like, I don't know what to do now. And I don't know what to tell my daughter. Yeah. I was, that's like, ugh, that's rough. And Nate's so sweet. He's, he says, you tell her what you tell her every day. Don't give up. I'm
0: like, Nate. Oh you remember that later nate <laughs> yeah right uh
1: so you know we're back upstairs in the apartment and we're about to have our Hard- hardison run it but elliot's just complaining because he just wants a day off he's icing his shoulder obviously this 10-day job in juarez was not a really yeah. easy one which i'm gonna assume any job in juarez not easy i don't think so and i think it's interesting because a lot of the times, it's kind of implied that there are jobs that they do in between when we see them, uh, but they're not usually referenced so well. So much. And
0: as someone who kind of dips in and dips out at this point, I was like, "Is that from the episode before, or is that something he did on his own?" So I'm glad you clarified that for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know Parker has all the pinatas,
0: <laughs> <There's> like a <laughs> full of
1: pinatas, and she's still like digging all the candy out. And I don't know, I've never bought a pinata in Mexico, but normally when you get pinatas for birthday parties, they're empty, they're hollow and you put the candy in, but she's taking the candy out of them. I'm like, Parker, did you put the candy in just to take the candy out?
0: I don't, well, I know you can buy pinatas with the candy in them, but I can't remember off the top of my head if that was something I saw here in the States or something I saw in Mexico. Or yes, it could have been both, but...
1: Yeah. Okay, well then...
0: But, um, as oh, a former Spanish teacher, I always went with the piñatas that had the pull strings. Mm-hmm. Again, the last thing you need is a bunch of teenagers whacking at a piñata with a baseball bat or a yardstick or what have you.
1: Nope, you don't want that at... No. Oh.
0: No, oh. no.
1: <laughs> so Hardison starts up his presentation and he points out right away like with every crime, you've got to follow the money and he has to hit like hop around to, through a bunch of shell companies to find hugh whitman who runs a collection agency natch uh he sends his people to collect money from people who owe the irs and then he keeps the money and they're in even more trouble with the irs which what a what a gem what it's a light delightful person
0: oh, he's mr the government misuses money well, why the heck are you taking it from the very people who need it then? Yeah, that you're saying
1: is... Uh, it's a very flawed argument he has here. Uh, but Sophie, you know, says, those names are confidential. How does he get them? And then we find out that he used to work for the IRS for 20 years, and then he probably has a friend who's leaked him these names. Mm-hmm. Hugh Whitman is played by Clancy Brown, who's this gigantic wookie of a man. He's he's very large and he has this very voice. Um, And he's been in a million things. A lot of things. Uh, He actually uh, had acted with Aldous Hodge before. They were in a a cartoon called um, Adam Alpha Teens on Machines.
0: Well, and there was a reference to Mr. Freeze. Yes. Because he had done the voice of Mr. Freeze. For one of the Batman cartoons, exactly. Yeah, Batman. there's a Mr. Wallach later, earlier or
1: later, who Eli Wallach played Mr. Freeze in the 60s in the Dang. original Batman series. Yeah, that's it, which is so great, but yeah, so he's like just been around forever. But I was reading some of his like the trivia about him on IMDb, mm-hmm. and he just sounds like a really great man. There was a young girl that he was in a movie with who uh had like heart issues so he started a charity for her to like Uh raise money for a heart transplant for her which ultimately didn't i don't think she got the transplant she died of a heart attack a couple years later his uh his sister he also like runs a foundation named for his sister who died of cancer um and his daughter's named after her and it's like
0: everything Uh that you like
1: were like reading i'm like this sounds
0: like a a wonderful man why are you playing such a jerk
1: because he's tall and has a deep voice.
0: <laughs> and I kept thinking he looked a little bit like Custer, but... Yeah. Uh,
1: so they need to steal this list that have all has all of the IRS people on it. Um, and to do that, they need to find a way in to get to him to steal it. But Whitman has nothing on him on the internet. He just lives completely off the grid, which... I mean, I know this was almost 10 years ago, but... I don't understand how that's even possible.
0: I yeah. I don't know how you're doing that unless you're like Captain Fantastic, like that Vigo Mortensen movie. <laughs> I don't know how you live off the grid if you're, if you're running a collections agency.
1: Yeah. Like everybody else is on the grid, but like you aren't somehow like, okay. And running all the shell companies to bounce everything through.
0: Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, I an alter ego.
1: Yeah. And, and his company is really high tech. They have this software that allows them to spoof their calls. So you think it's like your grandma calling and, and then you answer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you weren't expecting a call from grandma. She should have texted first. That's right. And, yeah. And Elliot is not impressed. Like, no, none of them are. This is awful. This is a horrible thing to do. to mm-hmm. people. But Hardison finds that his money is eventually routed through a shell company to a bank out in the boondocks in the middle of nowhere. Uh, to a company called Patriot Limited, uh, which doesn't have any ties to it. And Nate's like, oh, yeah, I can work with this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So one team is going to head out to this bank to convince Whitman that his money isn't safe. And I love Elliot's immediately like, that's me and Hardison. We're going to go. <laughs> and like, have this, like, this silent conversation with him. And it's, doesn't I know.
0: I know. Well, I'm just like Elliot, you would have been better off taking Parker with you probably <laughs> for fishing.
1: I think Parker can sit silently in the woods, like to go yeah. fishing. for that, for that angle of things.
0: I mean, you don't, she might eat the bait raw. She might decide <laughs> she wants to catch the fish with her hands. There could be some other difficulties there, but
1: yeah, she's going to oh. like move on it, just grab it out. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I think Parker would be excellent, but then we got this amazing this whole amazing episode
0: oh yes yes because i mean putting elliot and hardison together it's it's very odd couple-esque it's it's beautiful you get such gems as hardison saying what's that smell and elliot says <laughs> fresh air and Hardison says, i don't like it i, like it. I
1: don't <laughs> like it at all and they got like a they got like a flashy red car they're driving yeah like really your, these are your irs cars okay sure 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 and while they go do that, Sophie's going to hook Whitman with a new place to stash his cash when he feels the other place isn't safe. And I love Parker's still like, she doesn't have a job right now. So she's still shaking out the pinata.
0: Well, and then there's the point where Elliot, I got ahead of myself a little bit, but where he rips the, he rips the head off the pinata. <laughs> she was like, oh, we, we could fix it. We could fix it.
1: And now I'm just imagining her giant warehouse just filled with Pinatas, she like names them all. Oh, probably uh, that whole bit was apparently Beth, Beth's idea, <laughs> which I love, I love it. And yeah, as we mentioned, Elliot's really excited that they get to go out to the woods because he figures they can do this part of the job quickly, and then they can go fishing. Of
0: course, and he's just so excited
1: to say, take his bro fishing with him. And Hardison yeah. is like, "Do you not know who I am?" <laughs> Uh, I don't want to do that. Uh, like you said, I don't like the smell of fresh air. <laughs> but they're impersonating some IRS agents, and they say that their names are Agents Brody and Quint, who are the names of the police chief and the captain of the ship in Jaws. Yes. Which fishing jaws? I guess that's the.
0: I guess that's our connection Island. here. I don't know. Yeah, and then of course I immediately thought of Brody from Mallrats.
1: not exactly (laughs) oh I was thinking about Malra's the other day I think I heard a quote from it like Stan Lee's line so as they're at the bank waiting for info on this account someone in the bank like in the background like makes a call and you know who he's calling oh yeah and then we see Sophie meeting up with Whitman and his offices and she's got on her American accent and she tells him they've got mutual friends at the IRS, mm-hmm. and that she's—I don't know—psychic almost, and knows that his money is um, in danger at this bank. And she even knows the name of the company that it's under. So he's like, uh, "I don't have an account with that bank." She's like, right. "Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah." And I like this next scene. Like, we walk in. She like, she's like, "Oh, may I?" And she just walks into his office. Just lets herself in. Yeah.
0: And then the and thing she does is pick up the grenade on his desk. Yes. Oh, Which,
1: <laughs> you know, was really, like, telling him who she was. Like, yeah, I'll pick up this maybe I'll live grenade. It.
0: And then for the audience, it's like, red flag.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Red flag. <laughs> why does why this dude have a grenade on his desk, Huh? huh?
1: Yeah. At first I was like, oh, they're just going to kind of show this and it'll be, like, a very small thing but then she picks it up and like oh no we want everyone to notice this we don't want to be subtle about this no no yeah um and that's i feel like that's our second clue leading us to this reveal of what he's up to yeah. and the first is that his it's shell company limited. is yeah. limited uh, and so she explains that she's a kind of matchmaker she puts like parties together for a fee and uh his creepy irs impersonator comes in with the message that the IRS is at the bank and that kind of gets him to listen to her a little bit and he tells him to get Chester to get rid of these guys you're like what no, <laughs> no not my boys not that you're really super no. worried at any point because There's
0: part of you that's also like good luck
1: yeah <laughs> have fun with that Chester and Chester does not have fun with that no So he starts to kind of test her. He gives her a name.
0: Wait, she turns around and she's in his whiskey. That's right. She's
1: already poured herself a drink, made herself comfortable. She's like, they're there already, aren't they? (laughs) It's just, I love it. She's several times like Batman's him where like you turn around and she's doing something different than when you you left or she like disappears. You're just like, "What? what, where'd she go? (laughs) <laughs> i love it and she's in heels the whole time just amazing
0: of course
1: i would yeah he does the the age-old trick of like oh if you know blah blah blah, then you know this person and nate doesn't even have to be in her ear because she knows to say oh i'm so sorry didn't you know he
0: died because yeah. it's always what they try to do and always. then there's parker parker's like do you know when i'm going to die <laughs> parker Oh, it's like
1: I should have given her a task earlier
0: <laughs> I should have given
1: her a job she's just hopped up on candy and bored
0: it's <laughs> a bad combination I think we're to Elliot and Hardison and they finished the job is that where yes
1: they finished the job and they're kind of heading out
0: Getting ready to go get bait and tackle, and Hardison's like, "I am. Do I look like I'm going to eat lunch with something from a bait
1: shop?" And then Hardison or Elliot's like, "No, no, you don't." Um, but before they have a chance to see if he would actually be the kind of guy who would eat in a bait shop, a bunch of creepy old vans show up with guys in camo, and they've got guns that have lasers, all just yeah. on Hardison.
0: And was that an egg girl and Poe Raven on his
1: shirt? It was a raven of some sort, and then the comments here, they're like, "What's the significance behind the raven?" And nobody knew, or the crow, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but no, all of the all of the little laser beams are just oh, on Artisan. Martin. And later, he's like, "Yes, it is a black thing," and I think yeah. it
0: might be a black thing. <laughs> you damn, scampy idiots! I believe. Yeah. It's the-
1: and but like Elliot's face, because he's like, "Oh no, no." You could point mm-hmm. a gun at me, and that's fine. That's one thing. But you mm-hmm. don't point a gun at someone on my team, mm-hmm. someone in my family. These are my people. Oh, so, and then you think all hell's gonna break loose, but no, they end up handcuffed in the back of an old van. And Elliot's like counting, and Hardison's trying to get out right away, and he's like, "Shut up! I'm making a map." <laughs> he's like I do this every weekend. <laughs> Just shut <I> up.
0: Know.
1: <laughs> It's is so easy. Don't worry about it. Uh, Sophie ends up taking Whitman to a gym where there's only one person working out. It looks completely deserted. And then we get a f- an amazing flashback oh. because Parker has been given a job as a spin class instructor. He's killing him. She is, she's not sweating at He's all. He's not breaking to sweat. At all. And everybody's like out. I've never, I mean, let's be honest, I don't go to a lot of exercise classes because I don't play well with others, but I've never been to a class where people are like, fuck this, it's too hard, and then just left in the middle at least they're like no. in the background
0: going uh, sure, I'm happy. I No, that's, that's part of how you knew it was so bad. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Except, for
0: this, except for this one lady. And she's yeah, they should recruit her. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. she's, great. she's
1: She was wonderful. I love that she wasn't like a super fit lady. Like, she just looked like she's having a great time. She's like, this is what I wanted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the... I was going to name a, a bicycle race, but then I couldn't... Tour de France. There you go. There you go. My tour de France. Um, yeah. And then we see that Nate has kind of orchestrated all of this. He, and then he calls the manager and says, oh, you need to go out because all the people are leaving. He uh, to go to another gym. Worse, <laughs> yeah, they're they're poaching your members, so go check them out. And then he just walks right into his office and <laughs> sits right down. Amazing. So then Sophie gets to introduce him as the owner, and they talk about money laundering through gyms, which is honestly kind of brilliant.
0: Oh yeah, because... the minute they got to the part where eighty percent of eighty percent of the members aren't actually going. Yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> to the role. I was like, accurate. Perhaps I should go to the gym. Mm. I, that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Need to go. Like, Wait a minute. I haven't been in a little while. <laughs> and then you're like, counting. <laughs> like, oh, crap.
1: Yeah, they, they got a lot of my money. <laughs> what he'll do is you give him your name, your money uh, as an investor, and he'll add names to the roster. And in turn, return for this investment he will have all these detailed records uh, for the government. But of course, Whitman's like, well, I used to work for the government, so I want to see what exactly you think are detailed plans.
0: No, you go ahead, Whitman.
1: Yeah, he's like, here you go. Which just gives them more time to kind of dig around in his background and pick his brain and, and you know, go through his office. Yeah, but first, Yeah, but first we go back to our partisan Elliot, who are in the woods, <laughs> uh, handcuffed to each other, in the middle of like a camp. And apparently, every single scene when they're out in the woods, it rained the entire time uh, because Portland. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. And they were like, maybe we should have scheduled this for a different time of year. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. That
0: miserable. Yeah. Oh, geez.
1: And I don't like, they punch Hardison for talking, which is horrible. Uh, and then they're, they say that they're going to be casualties of war and they like make Hardison kneel Elliot's like, no, that's not happening. Yeah. You're not well, making, making Elliot kneel. Yeah. Yeah. So like they punch Hardison, they, pu- they get Hardison to kneel. And then he, I guess he doesn't realize why they want him to kneel and then the gun comes on. He's like, wait, what? No. <laughs> why did you think they wanted you knees?" I know. That's uh, his heart. Well oh, he hasn't been in a situation like this before. Not I mean, he was kidnapped time. that one time by those Russians or whatever, but... Uh, uh,
0: i been kidnapped one time, but... Wait, no, sorry. No, <laughs> i <I'm> been <in> kidnapped. <laughs> so, um, Hardison asks for
1: his one last cigarette per the Geneva Convention subsection, blah, 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 paragraph oh, two, blah, item, blah. whatever. <laughs> which I bet is the actual...
0: Yeah, I meant to look that chapter up. Chapter and verse, but it is. Yeah. Uh, moving boxes listeners
1: if if you want to look it up feel free to let us know if we're correct or if or if they're correct we didn't put it in there uh and then poor brandon goes to get him one and he can't get the match to light and he drops everything and i i like as you know as a frequent viewer of the show you know the movement that hardison makes there is that he's picked his pocket in some way yes but you don't get the payoff for that for a while and then you kind of forget about it and then later yes. you're like oh yeah
0: oh that's shit. what he was doing because yeah. you know he's always up to something mm-hmm. especially when he echoes the militia man for god's sake brandon <laughs> <laughs> it's so good i'm just like I, i'm saying poor
1: brandon but no not poor brandon because poor no. brandon isn't in a militia he's bad he's no. not good um is he the same guy who finds them later?
0: I thought so at first, but I'm not as sure
1: now. I think the guy who was going to shoot them is I, the guy yeah. who finds them later. And then Brandon's like a young whippersnapper who's been, who was like sitting on the sidelines. Yeah.
0: Cause he looked, the way he was playing that character was very naive and young and kind of wait, we're going to what? We're, we're actually going to shoot people. <laughs> I,
1: yeah. I have a cigarette. It's not a mental light. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sentimental like <light. laughs>
1: no he's like huh um yeah and i think the first time i watched it i just when i saw hardison obviously pick his pocket i thought oh no they're not gonna get to use that because then elliot's like okay we gotta go mm-hmm. um, because as soon as he picks his pocket elliot uses the distraction to punch a bunch of people and they like run off into the woods while being fired upon by assault rifles
0: or, as Elliot would probably call it, a day that ends when why.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, this is what I do. We find out later that he's actually literally done this before. Um, but it was easier because the guy was dead. <laughs> 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 Gosh. Ouch. Ouch! Elliot. Oh, uh, so this, they said, uh, this is a reference to the 1958 movie, The Defiant Ones with Tony oh, Curtis wow. and Sidney Poitier. Uh, about two guys who escape from a chain gang, and so they're chained together, and they're running through the woods. And they hate each other at the beginning, and then they grow to like each other at the end. Interesting. So like, oh, that's a cool nod. And apparently, they had this like in the writers' room on a card from the beginning. They were like, "We don't know what the story is going to be, but we need Elliot and Hardison handcuffed to each other, running through the woods." <laughs>
0: Hey, we all got to start somewhere on that story. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: mean, whatever your fantasy is, go for it. And they're like, and it took us three years to figure out the right backstory for it. And that's fine. I was happy to wait. Parker, meanwhile, has very quickly gotten a job at the collection agency, and she's calling people as part of her cover. And this is where we had the the Mr. Wallach reference for Mm -hmm. the Mr. Freeze joke. Uh, but then, like you're like, oh, haha, ha. and then she realizes that it's they're trying oncology. to collect his debt, yeah, from an oncology center, and she's like, oh no, we got disconnected, <laughs> and then I love she's just like
0: deleting delete, people, delete, like, like, delete, 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 delete.
1: delete. <laughs> yeah, and I think that is just a little bit of more proof that Parker's come so far. I mm. think if you know if season one, I don't know if she would have even like that would have made a dent in her job. Like she'd just been like, oh, okay, let's go. Uh, But she can only delete so many. So she, I think she like hasn't continued deleting as she leaves to go break into Whitman's office.
0: Why aren't you in his office already? She's like, oh, it's my first day at work. Delete, 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 delete. (laughs) Hang on, hang on, hang on.
1: I'll be there in a second. Uh, and Hardison and Elliot are still in the run from the militia, and they've got hunting dogs, they've got, like, some bloodhounds, they've got some German shepherds to tear them up. It was awful. Uh, and they're, they're arguing. I love that Hardison is arguing about which way to go. Like, Hardison, you don't like fresh air. You don't know anything about surviving know, in the
0: wild. But
1: everybody knows you run faster downhill. That's A science. That's true. Like, yeah, you're gonna fall faster running downhill. Uh, break your neck. And uh, while they're, when they are to end the argument, they decide to rock, paper, scissors, which is another callback to season one. And uh, Elliot wins, because of course, we all know that- that You gotta tell,
0: man, you gotta tell. Yep. (laughs) It's such a good recurring joke. I love it.
1: And Parker finds like what everybody wants to find anywhere, a secret room, By moving a book on the bookshelf. Like that's the goal. That's the life goal. That is the goal. Um, Maybe not
0: what's inside the secret room. That is not the life goal. We we all want to be Nancy Drew for at least five seconds. Oh yes. Oh yes.
1: And then, yeah, she finds a room with a computer. This is a large room as well. Um, There's a computer with all the files that she wants and all sorts of other paraphernalia, flags and a, a huge crate full of guns, uh, guns. <laughs> she's forever finding crates full of guns what's the Must other one Superpower. power these beans are made of guns or whatever it was um so she explained or she describes the flag that he has to nate and he says that it's based partially on the massachusetts constitution and the original colonial flag uh, which more warning signs You know, why? what a weird flag to have made up. And so they start feeding Whitman some kind of clues that they're dissatisfied with the way the country is going. And he's like hook, line, and sinker. He's like, oh, where do you think this money's going? (laughs) I'm funding a militia.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And it all starts with this American-made Hummer. Yeah. Thank God that was his car.
1: I mean, they knew it was his car,
0: I guess. Yeah, but... Um.
1: Yeah, and they're like, well, you taxpayers know,
0: taxpayers are sheep. Hmm. Then his whole the taxpayers are just sheep.
1: Yeah, sheep that you're fleecing. Yeah. Rude. <sighs> um, and they're you know they're kind of urging him to like you should really take us up on this offer because the IRS is sneak, sniffing around and you don't want them to find out about what your extracurriculars. And he's like, oh, it's fine. I have them taken care of.
0: And they're like, whoa,
1: whoa. Dun, dun, dun. And then they realize, oh, we haven't heard from Hardison and Elliot in a while. Which we we learned earlier that the comms don't work where they are because they're so far out in the boonies that like mobile phones don't work and the comms work off cell phones and cell phone towers and stuff.
0: I'm, I'm familiar with this. I hope the leverage team never never has to do a job in West Tennessee. <laughs> um, it won't work at all. Aww. <laughs> Unless they want to hang out the door to have their cell phone conversations, what? Yeah, when I go visit my mom and dad, I have to basically like. There's one spot in the house by the washer and dryer, and sometimes I have to kind of hang out the back door to get cell reception.
1: It's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. But that like,
0: that's how my dorm room was. Like, There's something about cinder block there, though. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's problem true. at college in some of the classrooms is because the buildings where it had such thick brick walls and exteriors. Yeah. Oh, no. Anytime
1: I go into a school, like my battery's gone because <laughs> it's just trying, trying it's so hard to get, get out. out. So hard. <laughs> Poor little <laughs> baby. So don't use your phones <laughs> in school. That's the rule, I guess. That's what we should learn. Um. So Parker and I will find the boys. Yes. And, I just love Parker's face too. And she's like, I I haven't heard from them. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, and, and feelings, world, she has feelings. One of the things that struck me is when they are back on the calm, the first thing she says is Hardison. Are you okay? I know. It's so good. I'm looking back now and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> she has feelings for pretzels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> we we do get to see Elliot and Hardison so we know that they are alive even though the team does not and Elliot's rubbing skunkweed on Hardison <laughs> and then he cuts his hand to throw off their scent which
0: you know, high five for morale <laughs> but then
1: <laughs> cuts so this is my okay this is like one of my pet peeves. If you are gonna cut yourself to like make yourself bleed and do something like that, why would you do it on the palm of your hand which then you need yeah. to use Like, anytime someone cuts themselves on the palm, like on purpose, like there's a blood sacrifice needed, I'm like, the back of your
0: hand would be fine. You know, even the wrist. I mean, you got to be really careful there because bad things could happen. But yeah, yeah, it's like the palm of your hand, and you're like, you're going to have to put that places and pick things up. And it's going to be, it's very, the same thing happened in the first Pirates of the Caribbean. And they yeah. spice your hand. And I'm just like, yeah. why the hand? Why the hand? There's a lot
1: of nerve endings in your hand.
0: <sighs> One,
1: you touch a lot of dirty things with your hand, and yes. you need to use your hands to do things. So if you're in pain because you have a freaking open wound, you're going to be less good at doing those things. I'm just like, you know, the top of your forearm, come on, just a little slash. It'll yeah. be pretty. Quickly. What's wrong with people?
0: Okay. I don't know. <laughs> must look better visually plus then they had the, the gag high five for morale which i'll grant them high five for morale was entertaining that was good and the callback is yeah
1: yeah
0: uh but then also i guess there's blood
1: here and then they moving with the blood because like partisan's still bleeding they can still smell the blood and but it'll throw off but like, you know two trails uh it's okay so they get, they're able to get high enough to talk to Nate and Parker for a second on the top of a hill, but they need a clear view of the sky to really have a conversation with them. So they have to climb a tree.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Why are you after each other? Where Hardison was carrying on about, like, I'll get you some fish. I'll get you at the such and such fish shack some catfish and a biscuit.
1: 5 dollars or something.
0: They're wandering out in the woods. And that's where he first said, where, you know, they're like, where someone wants to shoot a black guy.
1: <laughs> so, oh, it's a, it's a black thing now. He's like, yeah, they punched me for talking. They made me kneel. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely at least partially racially motivated here.
0: And then they climbed a tree. Mm-hmm. And
1: they climbed a tree and I, God, I wish they'd let us see that. Climbing a tree is hard on your own, but handcuffed to, yeah. Yeah. I you're angry best friend? No. Uh so Nate and Parker are able to talk to them for a minute so he's like okay that's cool uh they figure out where they are by somehow projecting the photos she took onto oh, that was
0: awesome. I was like I want to be able to project things from my phone. Yes, I need that. That's like the new showing people your vacation slides. Come on. Oh God, you know if you got to do a presentation. Yeah, you don't carry so around a laptop. The good Lord knows every time you try to use an LCD projector, you have to. Oh my gosh! It. Yeah,
1: good job if you can find the right HDMI.
0: The <laughs> right setting. and oh, you have yeah. to talk sweet to it to get it to turn on, and <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, but yeah, no, she hers looks beautiful. It's wonderful up there on the wall, and I need that app. Yes. So they're they're looking around where the bank might be because. Elliot knows that they're 17 miles away and she they they decide oh they decide they're gonna steal a train for them yes amazing (laughs) and because it's Portland's the train that they're able to steal is like some dude who like owns a train line like the government was gonna shut one down and he had worked for the trains for a long time and he bought it and now it's like this this locally run railway that makes a lot of money for their area (laughs) That's a real train, uh, which I'm like, yeah, you could have just parked by a, figured out the train route and just parked there. Cause you don't, spoiler, they don't jump on the train. I, yeah. Watched it ride by. Um, so I do love how they, they're able to steal the train though. Parker hops back onto the company's software to spoof the calls and they call the, the train,
0: And then they start doing the thing where they use different voices to talk about all the rocks on the
1: tracks. Yeah. What do they call, like, the train hotline, I guess. Yeah, so they're all doing different voices to say there's rocks, there's a rock slide. So they reroute the train. And uh, while they're doing this, Whitman is, like, he's completely signed on. The train is on its way. Okay, everything's going great. Except then everything goes wrong.
0: Oh, it all goes wrong. And why does it go wrong? It's that creepy guy. It's that creepy guy. We knew, we knew he was bad news from the very beginning. Yeah. 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 And now he's spying on Parker.
1: He's spying on Parker and she's talking to Nate and very obviously not doing her job. And yeah, not good. I I also, so it goes wrong on that end because then that guy immediately goes in and tells Whitman calls or tells Whitman and but I do like Sophie does her Batman here and she like yes. knows the gig is up and she like disappears. You know. while, like has got his back turned. Like I just wanted there to be like a paper, like slowly falling to the ground in her wake. would have been Great. Um, and so that's going wrong on that. End, and then on the guy's end, they are about to jump this train. Um, and he says how, <laughs> Ellie says, how are your train jumping skills? <laughs> <laughs> I, <just laughs> says, I ain't no hobo, but I can hold my own good and it's so stand by me with the train and the, oh, the bridge good. Oh, so good and then they're held up by the militia guy who just shows up out of nowhere and i love this like their whole i love when people pretend to argue yeah to- Fight somebody to like distract them. They're like, okay, like kneel down. He's like, what? What? No. He's like, no. I'm just saying. Just I need to flip
0: around. Yeah. No. They're like, hands up. They're like, are you serious? And they just kind of raise their their handcuffed hands. <laughs> are you? And then you they twist. This this no, no. It Twist that way. <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: of course they disarm him very easily. And he's uh before they kick him unconscious. Which ow. Uh, he's spouting something about like, oh, it's already too late. The, you know, w- the plans that we have are in motion and so nothing's going to stop them. Here or something. Yeah, just some creepy ass stuff. And they're about to jump on the train. But Hardison's like, no, earlier when we were at the camp, you said you smelled something. What did you smell? And he said that he smelled fertilizer and molasses, which... Can create a bomb, a really dirty bomb, uh, that he saw a lot. Where did he say? Lebanon.
0: Lebanon. Yeah. Lebanon.
1: Yeah. And but Elliot's like, I don't care. You know, essentially, I don't care. I got to get you out of here. I got to get us out of here, and then we'll deal with that. We'll call the FBI. And Hardison's like, No, like that's a dirty bomb. Like it's it's unstable. It's going to go off. We have to take care of it now. And so they miss the train. Which I love, like, again, this is a shows how far we've come kind of thing. Yes. It's good. And he's very annoyed. But Hardison wants to stay and whoop some hillbilly ass. (laughs) (laughs) So they go ahead and take all the stuff off this passed out militia boy. I just call him militia boy. And yeah. Uh, And they're gonna they're gonna MacGyver slash Home Alone their way out of this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: hardison's tree branch thing that comes flying oh my gosh (laughs) that's science (laughs) yeah it works (laughs) meanwhile elliot's just sneaking up on people and punching them yeah my favorite being him hanging upside down from a tree it's it's all we needed this is yes yeah
1: he's just like ramboing them basically he rambos and hardison home alone's (laughs) <laughs> Which are definitely on their levels of maturity as well. <laughs> their maturity and their, their interest levels and <laughs> the whole thing ability levels. <laughs> it's very good. Um, but yeah, but first they tell Nate that they're going to do this and they're going to, their plan is CWA can whoop ass. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a great new plan. I'm going to have to implement that one. <laughs> Yes, sit down to write. All right, CWA,
1: let's do, <laughs> do this. Um, Sophie's managed manages to get out of the building and so does Parker uh, by using the emergency exit, but then also, or like the stairwell, um, and Parker s- messes up the elevator so that Whitman can't get out right away and uh, mm-hmm. so kind of slow him down so they can get to the bank first to get everything in place. And Nate pulls the fire alarm to make everything else more stressful and they they escape, um, but before they open their can of whupass out in the woods, Hars and Elliot have this great like heart to heart. And Elliot asks him if he feels confident or if he feels ready. And he's like, "No, I'm scared." He's like, he tells him, "Fear is good. Confidence will kill you faster than a yeah. Bullet.
0: Overconfidence will kill you faster than bullets. That's like ooh, it's <laughs> good." <laughs> Hardison's like right. I don't what Hardison said, but he was basically like, "That's good because I have fear, doubt, regrets." Yeah, I should be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. I <laughs> got all of it in space.
1: We're good. Whitman gets to the bank and he makes a withdrawal of his money to get it out, and uh, we we kind of get to. Well, Hardison and Elliot are taken in. They they beat up a couple dudes, but there are more of them. Then there are a partisan and Elliot, so they get taken back to the camp. And we have another great line from Elliot uh, where he says, you know, your casualties of this war, like um, you're a soldier, you should understand this. And he said, uh, That's different- kill, yeah, yeah, you'd kill to protect your rights, but a real soldier would kill to protect someone else's and hardison's like i never did get my cigarette where is it
0: and they're like no we're not doing that and they're like oh that's okay because it's over there and it's about to ignite
1: your bomb <laughs> oh, damn it brandon
0: was it brandon it was brandon yeah God's sake, brandon <laughs> And then, of course, once they blow everything up, then you get high five for morale.
1: Yes, do it oh. high five for morale. I also love when the it explodes. Elliot goes flying before the Chester, even
0: mm. though know, Chester
1: is closer to the bomb. But you know,
0: <sighs> it's okay.
1: Movie magic. Uh, Whitman gets the money. He gets in his Hummer to go out to the camp, and Elliot and Hardison get out of you know view just in time. And he's telling Chester, "Okay, you need to lay low because there's heat on us from the government. And I'm going to take uh, you take the guys to a safe house. I'm going to take the money, and I'll I'll meet back up with you with instructions." Uh, but Nate gets on the walkie-talkie and uh, acts like he's the feds.
0: Like ATF is incoming. We have a cooperating witness.
1: <laughs> and like arrest, but do not harm. Yes, Hugh Whitman, and they're like what because if you are in a crazy militia out in the woods who thinks the IRS is the worst you are going to immediately re- believe something like that like well you don't need yeah, that. yeah and he's like yeah.
0: he immediately he buys a line and sinker he's like once a government man always a government man
1: yeah they were just waiting to turn on this dude and they pull a gun on him and he's like no no I have the what I have the money right here and he opens it up and he doesn't have the money he's got some papers And we see that Parker switched the IRS list in a briefcase with the briefcase full of money when he was trying to get into his Hummer, which that's, I think that's one of the downsides to having a very tall car. Someone could just easily roll under it. And she did. And she did. Uh, I was afraid she was going to just stay there while he backed out and left. Like, no, but she, she rolled back out. Uh, so they, you know, they take him back to the bank at gunpoint to make him get the money before they, you know, head out and the feds are there it's the FBI this time and he's caught. They're all caught. <laughs> um, and it's an actual, like, competent FBI agent. It's not uh, McSweeten and. What's the other one's name. Taggart. Taggart and McSweeten. Yes. Um, and then. Uh, oh, and he sees I it's
0: and she it was, in everyone. On it. it was like the Wizard of Oz and she was in on it and she was in on it. Yes, oh, I love it. And, you know, and was, is it Sophie? Who said this?
1: Oh, yeah. It's always a conspiracy. I've heard that one before. Yes. <laughs> Which I love because you're this man is a conspiracy theorist already. Uh, just further discredit him. And we see Parker, she's like, yeah, get this guy for a psyche, Val. And she, like, playfully punches Sophie. But Sophie's like, "Oh, Because she's so strong. (laughs) Please don't hit me. Thank you. Um, And they they give the client her money back, uh, which is wonderful. But also, she's going to have so much interest on that freaking credit card. Um, But they also give her a list of the other people who were also screwed over by Whitman. And they offer her a part-time job to, like track them down and return their money to them as well and it sounds like they were going to work with her to do that because parker's like oh i'll drive
0: yeah well that goes back to earlier where there was just like this little throwaway line and parker's like who knew a sedan could do 140 (laughs) looks
1: looks like she's about to throw up (laughs) but they had to beat whitman to the bank so how fast was he going because he got there well, I guess they did have to get all the FBI and everybody in place. But man, that is very fast for a sedan. <laughs> and then the last scene is Elliot and Hardison, we, like playing Wii fishing. <laughs> it was hilarious.
0: They've got lawn chairs. Well, the t- Hardison's wearing. Burn. And Hardison's yeah. like, no, 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 no. You had to have a gentle touch. <laughs> and he's like, I know how to fish.
1: But knowing how to fish and knowing how to wee fish is those Two are different, different things. things. Um like
0: that time I was playing wee bowling and I injured myself. I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wee bowling injury. <laughs> how
1: embarrassing. Like it's kind of embarrassing
0: to have a bowling injury. I right I injury. But no injury. I forgot. No, what I pulled I pulled a muscle in my leg somehow or the other. Oh, no. <laughs> I slid because we had hardwood floors. And I was doing <gasps> the position and just kind of slid.
1: Oh, ow, 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 ow. Yeah, oh, Yeah, no.
0: But it was a good joke, so I was like, whatever. Well, I'll, I'll it's live with it. Story.
1: <laughs> he did it for the vine. It's fine. I did, I did it, did um, it. And Elliot is so sad. He just stops and he's like, "It's just
0: not the same." And he's so sad. Yes. But Harrison is like, "Yeah." it's you're better. right it's better <laughs> <laughs> poor ellie he's like there's no talking and fishing <laughs> stop just don't
1: just, just talk oh so good but like hardison's gone all out there's a there's an umbrella and they've, they've got what? like they've, they've got, got like the a cooler. cooler he's wearing <laughs> like waders <laughs> i think he's like flannel and a vest with like <laughs> flies in it and like so good so good, but I just can't get over Christian Kane's face. There, he's just so dejected. It's so,
0: so it's like, "This is not what I wanted at all. I just wanted to
1: sit in wilderness with my friend."
0: <laughs> he doesn't want
1: to do that. Coming to Hardison on Hardison's level, I guess.
0: <laughs> Although there was the, what was the one line that got me so cracked up? Uh, I think it was Nate joins them and he's like, the next time I steal a train for you, you need to take it. And <laughs> it's like, you're not gonna take this away from me, Nate. I made a bomb out of a menthol light. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> but <laughs> we
1: Brandon did not have a menthol light for you. Come on.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I thought we didn't have menthol lights, but or maybe you Brandon will pull them out. Maybe that's what he picked his from his pocket. Oh. I think Brandon was, for God's Brandon's God's like, you don't get mine. Oh, <laughs> not
1: on the mental likes. That's the subtitle of this episode. <laughs> the Gone Fish and Job. For God's sakes, Brandon. <laughs> Amazing. Um, any last thoughts on the episode?
0: No, I think we covered it all. Um, this is a really good one. I love this episode. I liked it. And, um, yeah, I really, really liked it. And one of the things as a writer, I always, when I watch leverage, I'm like how I wish I could do the, the way they cut from here to there, from there to here, from there, to there, the way they yeah. cut scenes is always.
1: Yeah. And do they, because they, also they write these episodes all together. Like it's a bunch of people who break the story.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and do they, do they think or? about
1: how they're going to edit those out ahead of time or do they just write the whole chunk of scene and then in the editing room, the, do the, the director and the producer do that? I thought,
0: I thought a lot of times, and and I don't know about leverage in particular, but for television writing, everybody works on the story together mm-hmm. and then one person goes and writes the episode. Okay. Based on like the storyboarding and whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. But don't call me to it because it's been a long time since I watched screenwriting class.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I I think that's, you're right. I think that's what they do because they have a writing room, but then I do think they, they like come up with ideas and like the whole Mm -hmm. storyline and then somebody goes in and writes all the quips and the actual dialogue.
0: And then everybody can go make passes through it and tweak the dialogue and do this, that, and the other.
1: Yeah, and then I'm sure John and Chris as executive producers are like, oh, this and that. Mm
0: -hmm. But yeah,
1: no, but I wonder like in the writing of it, like I'd love to see the script for this one. Because does it say, like, cuts back to Parker, cuts back to the woods, cuts back to Nate? Hmm. Or is that something that they decide later in the editing?
0: I don't know, but I'm fascinated. I may have to look at a script. We'll reconvene.
1: Okay, good. We'll bring that back (laughs) later.
0: Or maybe (laughs) for my next one. I'll think ahead.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'll ahead of time. Don't tell yourself you're going to do that. Because if it's like me, you'll just disappoint yourself. You're like, I will just, I'll be ready. Everything will be great. Everything will come up roses. And then you're like,
0: oh, oh no, scrambling to get it done. I knew I was going to forget something. No. Wow. For God's <laughs> sakes, Brandon. <laughs> For God's sakes,
1: Sally. So, do you have a heist light to share? Like a book to recommend, or a show, or a movie?
0: or an actual
1: heist that you'd like to talk about?
0: What was, what were we watching? We were watching, oh gosh, or I would be good if I could remember what it was, but we were watching something where the guys like Oceans 11 would never, oh, it was John Mulaney. Oh, I think, I think it was a John Mulaney routine and he was saying Oceans 11 would never work with a bunch of women.
1: Yes. That's an old one.
0: I know. And I'm like, Oh yes, Mr. Mulaney oceans eight came out thank you very much (laughs) and it was excellent
1: (laughs) i know i get a little like bristly when he says that i'm like john i love you but But you need to watch your mouth
0: yes because not only can ladies pull off a heist but they can do a damn good job of it we've seen it sandy bullock told us yeah
1: and i i like oceans eight better than i liked 11 honestly yes it's my favorite of all of them Yeah, because I rewatched 11 before 8 came out, and I was like, well, I guess it's okay.
0: Oh, you want to see the picture of disappointment, the look on my face watching the original Ocean's 11, the one with Frank Sinatra, Davis Jr., Dean Martin back in the day. So we were watching this at the Turner Classic Movie Festival, Mm -hmm. only because it was kind of like um, the code, the Hollywood code. The guys couldn't have the money. So they put the money in the casket, and the casket got put in the crematorium. So they went through the heist; they got the money, but then the money went up in smoke.
1: What? What does it have? Like they couldn't actually
0: be successful at stealing something. Like by the by the Hollywood code, which they were about to get rid of at the time, you couldn't have somebody profit off crime because it would unfairly influence the utes. I don't know. It messed up. Our children have to see this? No. (laughs) That's bonkers. Wait a minute. minute. The movie ends there?
1: (laughs) That is out of this world. That is, I cannot, I had no idea that's how that one ended. Wow. Oops, I spoiled it. Sorry. it's okay. Well, that I, that way, when I watch it, I won't be devastated the way
0: that you probably I were. Was so mad. Like,
1: wait, what? Danny Ocean doesn't lose the money.
0: What are you talking about? Oh, but he did. The original Danny Ocean did.
1: All right. Well, good job. I mean, George Clooney just went back to jail for a little bit. More spoilers.
0: Let's <laughs> spoil <laughs> all the movies.
1: Yes. All right. That's why they came here, our listeners. Um, so, my heist light is not technically a heist. It's from McSweeney's because I love McSweeney's and it's, it's entitled, I'm teaching my gym students useful exercises, not preparing them for a heist. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and read this. It's by Keaton Patty and it's brilliant. Keaton Patty, you're amazing. I'm going to link this so everyone can share it. Principal Morris, you've been watching too many movies. I'm doing what any physical education teacher would do, making sure my students are fit enough to handle any obstacle life throws at them. (laughs) It's not my fault that life's obstacles often include cameras without blind spots and unmarked rooms with alarms linked to sound sensors. It's somebody's (laughs) fault, but not mine. (laughs) I suppose it could appear to someone that I'm training a crack team of children willing and able to snatch the rarest of items from under unbreakable surveillance. That someone would have been watching too many movies. (laughs) Things like that just don't happen in real life or haven't happened yet, which is basically the same thing. No, all of the exercises I have my students do have practical purposes that will benefit them down the road when we all go our separate ways and never acknowledge each other again. I know you want me to have them play sports, but games just don't effectively train the kids important muscle groups. If you want to work on their abdominals, you've got to have them crawl through a ventilation shaft as fast and as quietly as possible. Quiet is key because noise is strength leaving muscle tissue. I have a degree in kinesiology, so don't doubt that. Sure, I could have had them playing dodgeball to improve their reflexes, but balls are easy to dodge. The moon's just a big ball, and yet 7 billion people dodge it every night without even thinking. You know what isn't easy to dodge? Highly sophisticated laser grids. And that's why I need the gym's department's budget increased, or I'm going to have to sell another basketball hoop. Also, I know I only teach boys, but I need a girl. Just one. Preferably a devastatingly beautiful blonde that you can't help but stare at for eight seconds. Six seconds could work, but it'll be close. She doesn't even have to be in the class. She just needs to meet us on our upcoming field trip to the Museum of Diamonds. That's another thing. Uh, I need you to sign off on a gym field trip to the Museum of Diamonds. I know gym classes don't normally take field trips, but this is an essential learning experience. I tell all the kids their bodies are currently like coal, but through training and conditioning, their bodies could become diamonds. They need to see diamonds (laughs) to understand that comparison. In fact, I want them to see the biggest diamond on record to really hammer home that companion, that comparison. So the field trip has to be on April 16th when that exhibit is open. Plus we need a recon field trip the day before. Recon is probably the most important part of fitness. You learn that day one of kinesiology. Really, you should learn it the day before that, but it's hard to know that. I really don't know why you're so upset. If anything, you should be complimenting me for giving each student an individual workout plan slash specialty. Kyle only does hand-to-hand combat. Mikey snatches things. Jim works on on flexibility. And Andrew is demolitions. The fitness kind of demolitions. I tell you about the rest of the class, but I only know their code names and I don't want to confuse you. (laughs) Now, Principal Morris, if we're done here, I must be going. I have to pick up the new gym uniforms from the suit warehouse. I can't believe a regulation basketball hoop only buys 10 suits.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. so good. Now I want to see Parker as a gym teacher because I'm thinking that's how that would go.
1: Well, there is an episode with cheerleading. Oh, yeah.
0: Cheerleading coach. Um,
1: Yeah, listeners, if you have the money... Go throw it at McSweeney's. They're wonderful. You can go become a patron on their Patreon um, or be a subscriber because they're wonderful. They've been making me laugh for like a decade plus. So good. With an ad-free site. Oh, wow. $12 a year, $1 a month. Man, I don't work for McSweeney's, but I sound like a public radio person. Look,
0: look, when you find (laughs) something you like, you might as well plug it.
1: Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, so the next episode is the boost job. Um, and that'll happen in two more weeks. So, Sally, thank you so much for being on again.
0: Well, thank you for having me. It's been too long, but you're on again. Oh, at I least one season. I think I've got two more episodes. Okay. Maybe one, one in August, one in September. Okay. Something Great. like that
1: and you have alarms set
0: I have alarms for my alarms okay
1: <laughs> good. good so yeah okay thank you for listening everybody you won't see us again but you'll hear us again in two weeks when we talk about the boost job vroom vroom I guess they're ours <laughs> we're gonna go steal it <laughs> Hmm. Uh.